Good afternoon. Welcome to our Inner Revolution podcast. My name is Atul and I am the host today, unfortunately, because I've been given this opportunity to host this podcast. Unfortunately. Oh, fortunately. That's I'm very better. blessed. Very blessed. That's better. <laughs> we just wanted to have a little fun here. But today um, we want to talk about anger, the second part about anger. And thank you for everybody who has uh, listened to the podcast and about anger and the feedback is unbelievable. And if you get a chance, check us out on Instagram and Facebook and at Inner Revolution. So today I'd like to introduce my guest, uh, Pastor Jason, who is a pastor at Pastoral Care at Greater Grace World Outreach and an amazing author and a very humble man. And I uh, just really appreciate his insight about anger. And I think a lot of people struggle with this subject about anger in our day-to-day life. So without saying anything else, I'd like to introduce my guest, Pastor Jason. Thank you, sir. Great to be with you, Atul, and I'm uh, very happy to be here, fortunately. <laughs> no, honestly, we've been talking about this, um, this subject on anger, and really I think it's every man's battle uh, where, you know, again, we're seeking to control the uncontrollable, to change the unchangeable, and to uh, personally interpret things that maybe uh, have uh, kind of tweaked us or we have this idea in our heart that's not, that's not a positive idea and therefore we interpret things from an, from a, from an unhealthy place. But think about this. Uh, we were sharing about those last week that really... Uh, we can be angry and sin not. We can have, we can have an, uh, God's mindset, God's mood, God's um, action without reaction. So I'd like to think with you today in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 when we think about anger. And because uh, sometimes, you know, we can walk around like time bombs. Uh, I, I remember when I was a young man, I really struggled with anger, believe it or not, for those that know me. Uh, you know, my temperament's very different now, but I remember working construction. I could lose my cool pretty, pretty quickly with a short wick, uh, just because just, uh, again, just trying to stay in control, trying to, uh, project the best image of myself, everything I was doing, everything I was a part of was a reflection of who I was. And, uh, that made me very uh, unstable in a lot of ways. And uh, God's called the man to go deeper. He's called us to go deeper and to have a security uh, in our identity in Christ and not in what happens, not the result of things, nor uh, what people project or portray of us. We can be secure. And uh, Paul, Paul talks about this in 1 Corinthians 9, 26. Uh, he talks about running a race and, uh, you know, not everyone that runs the race wins. But here he's talking about, um, I don't want to run the race with uncertainty. And I do not want to fight as one that beats the air. And think about a boxer with me as, as a way of analogy. When a boxer is training, he is training to hit his opponent in the most uh, vulnerable spots or to have a target where he can apply the maximum uh, 
firepower, if we could say, or hitting power. And um, But if you miss the target, if you consistently strike with all of your strength and miss the target, then who loses? Well, you lose energy, you lose focus, and you can actually hurt yourself by overextending yourself. So Paul is saying, I do not want to be a rogue man. I don't want to be someone that is striking and not connecting. And I think as, a, as with men, you know, we are production-oriented, results-oriented. We want that validation, that confirmation, that, um, that connection that, that shows us that we are okay or that we're worth something. But Paul said, I don't take those things from anybody or anything. I take my identity from who I am in Christ. And then he goes on to say that I keep my body under subjection and I bring it there lest by any means when I have preached to others, I myself am a castaway. Now, what, what's he saying here? Well, he's saying that he takes, he lets, allows the Holy Spirit to take control of him rather than trying to control others, rather than trying to change others, rather than trying to interpret things based on, on what he thinks should happen. Instead, he says, I'm going to yield to God and I'm going to have him be my strength and my uh, agent of change or agent of control. Now, what's interesting I'd like to bring up today in 2 Corinthians 4, 2, shame is one of those agents that create anger. Sorrow is actually one of the roots to anger, uh, where we have these unresolved conflicts or unresolved issues in our life where frustration, maybe little things start to come under us and begin to burn and, and fester. It's like having our pebble in your shoe. Uh, every time you walk, no matter how small it is, it's gouging into the bottom of your foot. Now, shame is very much like this. Guilt, as we know, is I've done something wrong, but shame is that I am something wrong. I've taken on the identity. And I think as men can be like walking time bombs because inside of us we can or have believed a lie. We're beating the air. We're trying. We're overcompensating. We're trying to uh, somehow correct a wrong in our past, and, and it's, it's too late. We can only live today, today in the moment. But beating the air that wears us out, that tires us out, that con constantly has us reaching for something we can never get a hold of. And that frustration can create a passive, aggressive man, where like a camel, you keep loading things on, loading things on, loaded th loading things on, and then what happens, the weight eventually breaks the back or the knees of the camel. Same thing with us. As men, we just keep collecting, collecting, collecting. We keep taking it on, taking it on, taking it on, and instead of letting it roll off our back, we just keep swallowing it, swallowing it, and swallowing it. And what does that happen? After a certain amount of time, the toleration breaks out into uh, an actual aggression, a, a manifestation of open aggression. So what's the answer here? Well, uh, the big thing I could say, and we could definitely talk about this, is when a man gets offended, when he takes something personal, that he should have never taken personal. Let's say somebody calls him a name. Let's say he's belittled or shamed or disrespected. You know, by the way, so what? So what? All those 
four things I just mentioned. So what? We're called names. So what? We're disrespected. So We think too highly of ourselves if we think that everyone should bow before us in, in, in these ways. But with Christ as our ultimate example, he let it roll off his back. He said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. He did not hold grudges. He did not have unresolved conflict. He let it roll off, and he was not offended. Listen, if you're offended by something today, then you have a seed of anger just ready to rock it out of you. Better to say, you know what? God, you know all things. You love me. Uh, you accept me. Uh, in, in Ephesians 1, 7, therefore, I, have, I don't have to prove myself or do anything to gain your love because you love me with the greatest intensity right now, even in my failure. You know exactly who I really am. And this, this helps us. If we're offended, we're thinking too highly of ourselves. If we're offended, uh, maybe we're just uh, not knowing all the details of the circumstance and we're misinterpreting the circumstance. Don't be offended. Don't think that we're anything great today. We're everything God says that we are and nothing the devil says that we are. So just to close, we want to let go of things and not beat the air. We want to take hold of Christ in uh, Isaiah 64, 7. And that's a good point. Take hold of Christ. Stir yourself up. And then he'll give you anger, righteous anger, for the right things. You know what? I'm, I'm angry at things that... Uh, that dis- uh, disgrace Christ. When someone uses like uh, God's name in vain, I'm angry at that. Why? Because that wounds my Savior, right? Uh, I'm angry at injustice. Am I out there crusading today? No, I'm, I'm, instead of crusading today, I'm lifting up the value of life because it's an everyday thing, not just a once in a while thing because every life matters. Um, you know, again, what did Christ stand for? These are the things that we defend. We defend those things that are sacred. And we're angry at the thing that God is angry at in, in uh, Psalm 139. So, boy, hidden works of shame, you know, pornography, uh, that creates an angry man because he lusts, he, he wants something he can never have. Um, unresolved conflicts, maybe something, someone did something in my past, let it go because you're only hurting yourself. And so instead of walking like a time bomb, walk as a man of faith, walk as someone who doesn't beat the air, but one who walks circumspectly. And God will uh, do the healing from the inside out. So amen on that. Well, that was very profound, Pastor Jason. I was thinking as you were talking about, I was thinking about Ephesians uh, 426 that talks about righteous anger versus versus unrighteous anger you kind of brought it out how people like righteous anger seeks to rest for towards restoration but unrighteous anger seeks towards destruction and you brought that out how the pride in our heart and how we are beaten up through life or somebody insults us and, and that brings out the unrighteous anger inside of us because we don't know how to contain that anger inside of us because we are wounded in our spirit. But the, unri- but the righteous anger that is in us that brought, it's, 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 it's actually a response to a sin. Mm. Do you want to expand a little bit more about uh, how we could be, have, you know, Bible, you know, when you look at Matthew 5, 21, it, um, 
It really gives you a, a insight. I'm sorry, Matthew 21 give you an insight about Jesus Christ coming to the temple. But it saw a temple is a place where it's a house of worship. But Jesus was very angry and he had every right to be angry because his house was turned into a, a where people were selling stuff and table and he came and turned the table upside down. And he had the righteous anger. So can you a little bit define us how we can, uh, it's okay to be righteous, okay to be angry, but in the right way. Yes. But not hold on, not be angry and destroy things from our heart inside out through our unrighteous anger. Yeah, great point. Uh, I think you made a good contrast there. I mean, if, if, my, if I'm bent on destruction... Uh, that was not Christ's motto. You know, when the disciples saw that they were not accepted, they wanted to call down fire. And God asks a simple question, what spirit are you of? So righteous anger is one that is fervent for reconciliation, even though we're angry at the devil, we're angry at the sin, we're angry at the manifestation of evil, but the intent is for restoration. But um, so, you know, I was thinking about this with my son, um, we're trying to teach my son how to use things for what they were made to be used for. Because when you use something that in a different way than what it's made for, it will break. It's the same thing here. If uh, we're doing what we're doing based on the heart of God in the design it was made for, 2 Corinthians 4, one, in, in the ministry of mercy, then it has a healthy outcome. But if I use it, if I handle the word of God deceitfully, or manipulate people with it, guess what? It is being handled in a way it should not have been, it's not designed to, and it will break, it will destroy. So, uh, again, I just say this as to Christians, like, you know, our emphasis, you know, people know what we're against, but do they know what we're for? I, I remember going through Y2K. Uh, remember that? The, the, from 1999 yeah, to 2000. Yeah. It's like, you know... Uh, so many people were fearful about how things were going to change, but we we are focused on what you know. Uh, we revenge disobedience with obedience. We are living in what we know now and preserving what we know now, and uh, not living in a selfish destruction. I, I was thinking just of what is happening uh, at this time in our nation. And you see a lot of people who are very angry over a death of a man. And their thought process is the inner aggression that they are just want to, it's destructive. It doesn't solve anything, but they're using this moment to show their anger. And would you, what would you say, like, how do you perceive that? Is that, a, uh, is that okay to have this kind of an anger? that is so destructive behavior all across the country. It's okay to go out and protest, which is fine. But when we show this kind of behavior, it never, uh, it doesn't reflect character and nature of God in any way. What would you think, Pastor oh, Jason? I mean, one death is too many, and it's tragic what's happened. And, um, you know, with the mob mentality, the same when Jesus uh, was, uh, Barabbas was, was chosen uh, more than Jesus, and that mob mentality said, crucify, crucify him. They had no idea that they were energized by demons, and I think we're seeing that all over the place where an innocent man is um, declared the criminal, and Jesus and Barabbas' point. But, 
you know, think about this with anger. I think, and we're seeing this through the illustration you're mentioning, that when I see something in someone else that I don't like in myself and I react, (laughs) I'm reacting to something I don't like in myself that I see in someone else. So what's the problem? It's me. It's me. So uh, in in our world today, we're seeing an overreaction, uh, if I could say, to something. The action is so much greater than the offense. And like I, I want to say that again, one death and it's tragic what happened, but it's it's energized. It's it's not going to heal our nation. Our our nation does not need a political fix. It needs to get on its knees and bow its face before God and humbly say, I'm a sinner, I'm wrong, but I'm not going to stay there. I'm going to magnify my Savior. And I'm praying that through this, people will turn to righteousness. Uh, because otherwise, you know what happens? Uh, destruction. You know, Everyone loses. And everyone is losing, by the way. Yeah, you're right. There is no winners in it. And in order to, prov- to have social justice, it starts with the house of God. Through evangelism. Through loving people. And preaching the word so people get healthy, have healthy emotions. And yes, it's okay to be angry. But what, where does your, I wrote down these two questions and I thought it was really interesting. What is the cause of your anger? Mm. Or how do you act because of your anger? Mm. You know, it's really interesting. What is causing you to be angry? You know, so I think it's uh, really amazing that we can talk about this subject. And perhaps if you're listening to this, let the Holy Spirit speak to you because it may change your thought process may deliver you through anger like Pastor Jason and I have been. And we see things so much differently. We challenge that challenge, channel the anger towards something different. Uh, maybe mm. prayer, maybe uh, just opening the Bible and reading it. Now, if I feel like I am having a, like a, doing something wrong in my thought process, like I am, Maybe having a thought, like maybe I should open my phone and watch pornography. You, you know, maybe I should just open the Bible. Mm. You know, that's a real problem today, the, the hidden sins of the heart. And I think what you take in will uh, corrupt you as it comes out. And there's nothing that's pseudo-love, uh, that, that the hidden work of shame um, you know, I would just say that if you're struggling with that, uh, it, you know, it, it shames women. It treats women as possessions rather than as something to be honored. But to be open with God, be honest with God, be vulnerable, be transparent with God. Say, Lord, you know what? I struggle here and I struggle with anger. And then I would say, you know, as we close, let go of these things. Don't get offended. Don't think too highly of yourself. If someone disrespects you, so what? I mean, David had someone spit on him. It's like, you know, so what? Like, if I think too highly of myself, I'm going to be angry at the world. If I'm trying to change the world, that's another thing. I'm going to be angry at the world. But if I can be healthy on the inside and uh, let things go, and then, you know, someone might say, I'll just be a doormat then. What would you say to that? Like, just be a doormat? Should I be a pacifist? Or, you know, no, no, no. But just don't beat the air. Focus on the things that build up Christ, build up who you are in Christ and what Christ stood for, right? Amen. I think not to be a doormat. No, we're not called to be a doormat, but we are here because we want to be conformed into character and nature of God. 
and that's the reason God created us, so we could be His image. Mm. And when you become a doormat, you're really not His image. So, and any uh, thoughts as we close this uh, podcast, Pastor Jason? Oh, I just want to keep going. There's so much more to say, but I think I think there's a lot of under-challenged, underdeveloped, and unsatisfied men out there. And I would just say, if that's you, uh, just go before God and say, Lord, I'm your son. You love me. Get to know who you are in him. And he will satisfy you. He will satisfy those that hunger and thirst after righteousness. Pornography will not satisfy. Uh, being respected by everyone will not satisfy. That approbation lust will want more and more and more, more. And then today, like if you sense yourself losing control, get time alone and just say, God, Take hold of my heart, like we said in Proverbs sixteen thirty two. Take over my spirit. Uh, you know, better is he that is patient than he that takes a city. And you know what? God, God will uh, lead you to a desired place. He will satisfy you, and he uh, will cause you to show what to put your energy, time, and uh, passion about. That is beautiful, Pastor Jason. I was just. Add one thought to it. Uh, Proverbs twenty three twenty says, "O son, give me your heart." When we give our heart over to Jesus Christ, God could change everything, including anger, deliver us from our pornography, a deliverance, approbation, lust, as, as you mentioned. So, give your heart to God because He wants your heart today. Mm. He wants to do something in your heart. If you're listening to this. Give God, here is my heart. Pastor Jason, I am so thankful that uh, you have such an insight in this topic. Perhaps uh, uh, we, it's so hard to end this topic here because <laughs> <laughs> there's so much that we could talk about. Uh, if it's possible, can we do another podcast on this topic? Maybe just expand more on this topic. Maybe talk about pornography. Maybe talk about app. Uh, approbation. approbation. Sorry, I have a tongue tied here. Just only human, you know. <laughs> uh, these issues that is that causes anger in our heart, and it comes out in our relationships, in our marriages, in our day to day life. Or if I'm driving on a highway, I'm angry at the world, like you said. And we, if we could just maybe uh, next podcast and uh, dealt in these things, perhaps if we could help just one person who's listening would be amazing. Yeah. So I just want to thank you so much for your time and your heart and your passion mm. uh, for Christ and just your availability to be able to uh, just talk about this subject. And uh, to all our listeners, I just want to say thank you. Keep listening. Tell your friends to listen to these podcasts because this is how people's lives are changed. We want to reach out to that one person or more than one person who's struggling in these areas of their lives. So please pass it on. Pass it forward. Yeah. You know what I'm thinking as you're talking? I think, you know, as men, we're not made to be wallflowers. We're made to be conquerors. And I think if we're not operating in the place and the, and the, and the position that God has for us, then then there's, there could be a good reason we're frustrated. But God says, I've called you to be a conqueror. So we will talk more. Right. I think we've got to close here. Yes, that is right. Because a real man has a heart after God, not after things. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Jason. God bless you. God bless you too.
Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Your feedback is always welcome. Thank you.